Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Over the last several podcasts, we've been discussing life insurance. Life insurance is the foundation or the building block to a solid financial plan. Uh, We use life insurance to make sure that our goals and our aspirations and everything we want to accomplish while we're living happens in the event that we're not here. Life insurance makes sure uh, that our financial plan is self-completing. Now, a financial plan looks like a pyramid, so just envision a pyramid. So at the very bottom, the, the foundation, the concrete of the financial plan is life insurance. So we can add other things in there, other types of insurance, uh, possibly long-term care, uh, property and casualty, things that, that in the event something happens to you. It's not, it's not if, it's when something happens to you, that, that financially there's not devastation for those people that you leave behind. But envision this pyramid. So we're going to take a step up to the next block of the financial plan. And that is a, an emergency fund. Now, I'm going to, to probably say some things on this podcast that, that are contrary to what a lot of other people may say. Uh, but as a person who's been a financial planner for 25 years, I have seen um, the, the impact of not having a, a, an emergency fund. Um, and then sometimes I see people overdo it. Okay. Setting aside too much money in a non interest bearing account. So let's, let's talk about an emergency fund. What is an emergency fund? It is what it is, right? An emergency fund is for emergencies. Now I'm going to go into different branches of an emergency fund and why you, it, it is absolutely necessary to have one. So let's, let's start with how much is necessary for an emergency fund. Now, I know many people say, well, uh, six months income. Well, walk up to a 30-year-old uh, husband and wife who has three kids, a mortgage, two car payments, um, and they, their hours got cut back during the pandemic, uh, and they're just scratching along and say, hey, you need to set aside six months of income um, in an emergency fund. They're going to look at you like you've got you know, a horn growing out of the middle of your head. They're just like, we can't do that. Um, And the reality is the, the emergency fund conversation has happened too late. All right. So before you accumulate debt, you have to accumulate an emergency fund, but very seldom does that happen. Most people are, are already spending just about every dollar that they earn. Okay. Well, we call that living paycheck to paycheck. And that's the danger of not having an emergency fund. Because we have seen from about March of 2020, those people that were in non-essential jobs, how important an emergency fund was and still is. All right. Waiting on a pandemic check uh, from the government for $1,200 or more. um, And then waiting for the second stimulus check uh, that hasn't materialized yet. Uh, what are you living on, right? Credit, credit cards. I know a lot of people that have. I know a lot of people uh, that sold some things on Craigslist, uh, went into a different career path, 
uh, moved in with their parents, whatever it may be. Um, that's that's kind of the the ending result of not having a an emergency fund. So when someone says, "Jay, what what's the 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 criteria for how much a, a an emergency fund should be?" Listen, it's it's a sleep easy at night number. Okay, what I mean by that is not everyone is in the same situation. So if if I and, and speaking with a, a young couple with a family, and they have a couple months of, of assets, money. I'm not talking about 401k or IRA or raw. I'm not. I'm, talk, I'm talking about an emergency fund, and I'll talk about where you keep an emergency fund here in just a minute. But if they've got a, a, a couple months of income set aside, I I tell them they're doing great because very few 30 year olds actually have an emergency fund. Very very few. Matter of fact, most 50 year olds don't. Okay, I know that you may find that hard to believe, but I've been doing this too long. Many don't. So, where do you keep an emergency fund? Well, let's just stop. I want to clarify uh, the the amount. Is six months uh, the adequate number? The answer, it depends. It depends on your situation. You know, if you're running a small business, I would say you need more than six months. Right? You need more, you need enough assets set aside to make sure that your business can can uh, continue through a downturn or a, a mandatory government closure um, you know you got to pay rent you got to pay utilities and and you know without without needing to borrow money okay so you know if, if you came to me and said Jay I've got a small business um, you know we look at things differently now in the financial planning aspect is is your business essential if you come to me and said i've got a, a, a clothing store um down on the the boardwalk by the beach um i'll be like yeah that's a non-essential store if the government you know got a a, a bad case of i want to shut things down and they made that order you're you're <laughs> you're in a bad spot all right so you may need a year or two years worth of of income set aside. And I know that that scares a lot of people. Uh, say, Jay, it's just not possible. It, it is possible. You just have to be diligent in doing it. Okay. You just have to be diligent in doing it. And I know it's easy for me to say. And a lot of you are rolling your eyes at me right now. Saying, Jay, it's not easy. Um, I, I get it. I understand. But you've got... You've got, you've got, if your budget doesn't allow it, then you need something to change in your budget. Because going without income, five, six, seven, eight months, because of something that you have no control over, you know, natural disasters, I consider the pandemic a natural disaster, whether it be a hurricane or a pandemic or a tornado or a flood. Uh, sometimes you just have, don't have control over it. And if you don't have the emergency funds set aside to, to, to get you through that tough time, you're, you're just done. So, I would say that everyone's uh, situation is different in the amount of money they need to set aside for the emergency fund. Uh, and that's why I think you need to talk to a financial planner or advisor to kind of help you through that process to look at some things that maybe you're not. Okay, so where do we keep an emergency fund? It has to be liquid. Okay. Number one, uh, um, it has to be liquid. What does liquidity mean? That means it's not sitting in an annuity, okay, with a, with a surrender charge on it. It's not setting in uh, um, something that's risk uh, or you have risk exposure. You know, you don't want to take your, your emergency fund and invest in a growth fund. 
All right? That's not what an emergency fund is. An emergency fund has no risk involved, or if there's any risk, it is minimal. Maybe municipalities, maybe government bonds, that kind of thing. But I like to see an emergency fund sitting in a checking account, a savings account, a money market, or a 30-day CD. That's where I like to see it. Okay? Now, there's a problem with that. The problem is you know it's there, and it's one of the first things people spend when they want something. I didn't say need something. I said when they want something. You know, uh, their, their, their brother and sister-in-law going on a vacation to the Bahamas, and they invite us to go along. We really don't have enough money to go. But, hey, wait a minute. We got that emergency fund. We'll, we'll just take money out of that emergency fund, and when we get back, we'll put, we'll put money back in over the next five or six months. People, it's not what it's for. An emergency fund is for emergencies, right? It's for emergencies. Well, what what is an emergency? Anything that requires immediate access to stop a problem. Uh, maybe it's loss of income. Maybe your furnace went out. Maybe transmission went out on your car. Um, you know, maybe you got a hole in the roof. Uh, it's an emergency fund. Now, I'm going to add a caveat to that that most people don't think about. All right. So it's very easy to say, okay, yeah, something a problem with the car, problem with the furnace, problem with the air conditioner, problem with the house, uh, problem with uh, medical bills, um, you know, a problem with the business. Uh, I understand that. What else is there, Jay? Well, he, here here is the big one, and and uh, most people don't consider this. So we talked about life insurance uh, as the, the the foundation for. Uh, a, a financial plan. It is the building block. You, you cannot start without it. A, 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 a financial plan without a life insurance foundation is, is just a, a, a financial plan is full of holes. It, it probably isn't going to work unless you can guarantee me that you're going to live. The, 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 nothing is ever going to happen to you uh, through the duration of your financial plan. If you can guarantee me that, then yeah, you don't need life insurance. Yeah, but you can't. You can't tell me that. Now, God knows you don't know. God knows the number of your days. You don't know. You listening today, you may be in the last season of your life and you don't know it. Right? So that's why we have that protection uh, module in the financial plan. So, but in, in regards to life insurance, and I'm going to use something that, that we're currently involved in right now, but I've seen this hundreds of times over the last quarter of a century. So my dad, my dad passed away September 16th. Okay? He worked for the uh, MetLife for 32 years. He had life insurance, um, uh, you know. It, it, although it it was one of those situations where um, it, you would think everything was fluid uh, and easy to handle, it, it pretty much was. So here's what happens: so when a person passes away, you've got to number one uh, wait on the death certificate. Death certificate may be a matter of just a couple of days up to a couple of weeks, depending on where you live. Okay. Now the income has stopped, but the bills haven't stopped. Are you with me? The income has stopped, but the bills haven't stopped. So now we have a need for cash and you, and, and you, you did this, what you considered perfect planning. You know, Hey, I've got Adequate life insurance, my family is taken care of. What happens is <clears throat> your life insurance death claim isn't immediate. Is not immediate. 
So in the case of my dad, who passed away uh, uh, two months ago, we're still waiting on life insurance proceeds. It took almost a month for them to, to, to send the claim form. Right? You, you, you fill out the claim form, then you're looking at another two to four weeks before they actually pay the claim. So I tell people, 60 days. Expect 60 days on a life uh, uh, life insurance claim, death claim. Um, depending on the insurance company. Now, if you just have a small burial uh, insurance, maybe five or $10,000 or whatever, sometimes those are pretty quick. <clears throat> But anything over $50,000, um, you're looking at probably 60 days. It's just, they're not sliding, trying to slow you down. It's just processing. Now, what does, what does your family do during that time period that they're waiting on the life insurance proceeds? I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer it to yourself right now. Could you or your family go 60 days without income right now? 60 days, two months. Most people are going to say no. No, we can't. All right. There is the added caveat to why you need a emergency fund. You may have been a, a just a hero of the family and bought adequate and maybe even surplus life insurance to make sure that your family is taken care of uh, when uh, God calls you home. But from the from the, the the date that you take your last breath until the time that your family actually collects on that life insurance is probably going to be. Minimum 45 days, average of 60 days. Can your family go 60 days without income? Well, you say, you know, I've got a, a 401k, I've got IRAs and whatever. We don't want you, your family, to have to cash in 401ks to use as an emergency fund waiting for their life insurance because it's taxable. We don't want that to happen. All right, that's poor planning. Proper planning is having a life insurance foundation in place and then having an emergency fund to get your family through until the life insurance pays. So an emergency fund is while you're living and for a couple months after you're gone. You know, the funeral home wants their money. Utility company wants their money. The bank wants their money uh, for the mortgage payment. Maybe car insurance payments. Uh, the kids want to eat. I'm pretty sure they get hungry in those next two months while waiting on a life insurance claims check. Okay. You, you've got a lot of things. Your life just doesn't stop. Or your survivors' lives just don't stop. Um, and you may be in a situation where you say, well, you know, I have a family. You know, I'm a widow, widower. Uh, why do I need an emergency fund? Because someone has to settle your estate. And to settle your estate, sometimes they need money to get an attorney, to file a bond at the courthouse, depending on where you live. They've got to file it. Okay? They have to be, if, if you have an executor of your state and it's all going to charity, whatever it may be, you still need some liquidity during the estate process, the probate process. You need liquidity. So that's, that is the, the added part to the, the emergency fund. And, and, it, frankly, I've never heard anybody else talk about that part of it, and it's strange because it is a it is huge. Um, and what happens is is the people get really aggravated at the insurance company because it's taking them too much to pay the claim, and they're calling me saying, "Jay, why ain't the insurance company paid her claim?" I said, "It takes about two months. You're going to get your money, but it takes about two months. Now, if if there was a death within the first two years 
of, of the insurance policy issuing, I could tell you right now, they're going to investigate it probably. You know, if you took out a half a million dollar term policy and lived six months, uh, if, it, if it was an accident, if it was due to illness, you're going through a lengthy investigation. All right. You may not see a death claim for six months to a year. I've seen it happen. So that's why you need an emergency fund. Okay. Above and beyond the stuff while you're living, the stuff after your death. How do you set aside an emergency fund? It depends. You know, a lot of people, and, and I've, if, if I had a dollar for every time I told a young family this, uh, I could probably retire early, even though I don't believe in retirement. Um, <clears throat> when you get your tax return, because, you know, these young kids are getting like four or five, six thousand dollars <laughs> tax returns. When you get your tax return, don't spend it. Set it aside. Set it aside. And you know what happens? Nope, they don't do it. They blow it. Or they pay off their credit cards because they ran up their credit cards over Christmas buying things that the kids are going to forget or break within the next two months after Christmas uh, because they know they're going to get a tax return check. And they went down to one of the, the tax providers and paid a high loan to get a ca- the, the tax refund faster. Listen, it's a vicious circle. And, and, and it's borderline insanity. But that's one way that you you create an emergency fund quickly. Um, you know, you get five or six thousand dollars. Says if you had a five thousand dollar emergency fund, you probably have a bigger emergency fund than about seventy five percent of the adults in the United States today. Believe it or not, I, I'm telling you, I don't see emergency funds before the age of forty in people. I, I just they just don't exist. Now I know there's a lot of responsible young adults out there raising a family and they're doing good and they have emergency funds. But the vast majority do not. And if you said, I'm going to take away your income for, for uh, 60 days, just 60 days, could you make it? They couldn't make it. Couldn't make it two weeks. Could not make it two weeks. Well, maybe they got enough credit on a credit card, they can make it for a couple months. Well, now they got a huge uh, credit card debt that should have been used uh, from a liquid emergency fund. People, the reason that I put an emergency fund number two on the list of a, 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 a an obedient, God-fearing financial plan is because it is that important. It is that important. I have lost clients, people that came to me for counsel, saying, hey, Jay, you know, uh, you know so-and-so at church said that they, we need to come see you, did a, did a good job for them. Uh, you know, we'd like to invest in this, this, and this. And the first thing I ask them is, let me see your life insurance. What's your, what's your life insurance program look like? Ah, uh, well, we don't really believe in life insurance. Well, then well, you're not investing money with me because you're an idiot. <laughs> you're just, you're not thinking right. And let me explain why you're not thinking right. And then I go through that process. And they're like, okay, well, you know, we could buy term insurance. And, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to see four or six months of income set aside for emergency fund before we actually invest any money. Well, Jay, we, we, you know, we really don't believe that we need an emergency fund because our income is so high that we can, you know, we can make it. I'm like, well, idiot strike number two. You, you're not investing money with me. I'm not going to take your money to invest. We're not opening a brokerage account. We're not opening an IRA. We're not opening anything until you have the emergency fund in place. I've lost a lot of people that were potential clients because of that. But I, I, I'm, not an, I'm not Burger King. I'm not an order taker. 
you don't get it your way. <laughs> if I don't see that you're taking the, 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 the proper steps to create a proper, God-fearing, obedient, good steward financial plan, we're not doing it. I'm not going to build a house on sand. Right? Sound familiar? God's house is built upon a rock. And a financial plan should be built upon the rock as well. Unless you have life insurance programs in place with an emergency fund that will get you through you know, times of, of, of need, we don't talk about investing. Now, we're going to talk about investing over the next several podcasts uh, just because that, that pyramid... That pyramid of a financial plan includes qualified and non-qualified investing. All right? But building block number one is insurance leverage, insurance programs. Number two is the emergency plan. Without it, you can't take step three. And during that process, I may be telling you things like, um, we've got to get rid of some of this debt while we're trying to build the emergency fund. And now what happens is people say, I came in here to buy Walmart stock. Well, you ain't buying Walmart stock here until, okay, until those other things are in place. People, it's important. You know, you just cannot throw a bunch of things together and say, I'm financially well off. It doesn't work like that. A financial plan, listen, scripture says without plans, without planning, all right. Without investigating, plans fail. You 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 got to have a plan. You must have a plan. You cannot just say oh, I got a four hundred one k and got some group term insurance. I'm good. It doesn't work like that. All right. Stop patting yourself on the back because you haven't done a good job. You've actually got to be proactive. You you know. And all the, during this time, you've got a financial planner like myself or somebody else is saying, hey, you know, do you have a will? Do you, do you have your beneficiary designation set up properly? All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. It's not overwhelming. Just take the steps to put it in place. I don't have time for that. Listen, the average person touches their phone every four minutes to look at Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. you got time. I don't want to hear you don't have time. You've got time. Okay? Every four minutes, someone's reaching for their phone. Every four minutes. I just gave a sermon this last Sunday. said, you know what? If you talk to God every four minutes, I bet your life would be different. Rather than going to Facebook to see if someone liked your meme or your photos. Right? Plus, I'm going to close there. Um, I hope that, the, that this podcast was enlightening if you if you listened all the way through it. Because it's, it's pretty important. Right? Um, it's, it's the number two priority in a financial plan. There's not a third uh, that, that comes in close there. Uh, you've got to have the, the life insurance program in place. You've got to have insurance planning in place, which includes your health insurance, possibly long-term care planning based on your, your age uh, and your assets. Homeowners, car insurance, health insurance, all those, right? Got to be in place. If you have questions, I'll be happy to help you. Um, you can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. KingdomPlanAdvisory.com. Our phone number here at Kingdom Plan Advisory is 888-226-7614. You can find us on Facebook at Kingdom Plan Advisory. Uh, Shoot us a message. I'll I'll try to help you. If you just need a review of your current situation, be happy to do that as well. Um, 
you know, if you want to argue with me, you're going to lose. <laughs> I say that with a smile. You got to see me when I say that. Uh, I got a big smile on my face because uh, <laughs> it is important, people. It, on this one, you know, I don't want to say trust me. I'm just saying from experience, I know that this is how it needs to be set up. And from a biblical standpoint, it falls right in line. So, God bless you. If you have any issues that you want to discuss, I'll be happy to talk to you about it. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.